0: for the love of goats we are talking about everything goat whether you're a goat owner a breeder or just a fan of these wonderful creatures we've got you covered today's episode is brought to you by stan lee premium western forage and now here's deborah neiman
1: hello everyone and welcome back to another episode So last time I was talking to someone who had goats in the city as pets. This week, we are going to continue that conversation with someone different who has goats in the city for dairy. So right off the bat, I would like to welcome Glenna Rose of Vancouver, Washington. Thanks so much for agreeing to be here, Glenna.
0: Oh, thank you. And good morning. Good afternoon to everyone.
1: Let's get started with you. Basically, just tell us why you decided to get goats.
0: Well, it was a two-part thing. My middle son in his 40s thought he was lactose intolerant. And at the same time, the city was updating their livestock codes. And I volunteered for the committee because I didn't want our chicken variants changed. And at the meeting, one of the people brought up the fact that people could have two Nigerian dwarf dairy goats, a half a dozen hens, and a garden, and produce most of their food on a city lot. Wow. That was pretty
1: eye-opening. So how did you go from there to, like, actually deciding to get the goats?
0: Well, the first thing I did was post on a local homesteading-type group. Does anyone have Nigerian dwarf goats? Because I would like to come and visit. And a person responded, and I went out and fell in love. If anyone does not want to have goats, don't go near them because they'll steal your heart.
1: <laughs> I anyway, agree with that.
0: She, well, she didn't have any for sale right then, but I decided that day that when I bought, I wanted to buy from her. So, <clears throat> so I held out and did.
1: Okay. And then what did you do to get ready? Did you talk to your neighbors and ask them about it or um, anything like that? Well, actually, what
0: I did, and this is going to sound a little self-serving on your part, but it's a fact, I had found your Ning website, your goat group, and I went there and I read through the archives. I spent hours and hours reading through the archives, make myself familiar with all of the aspects of it, good and bad. And I found that to be the most valuable thing I could have done, and I recommend it to other people. Everything there is factual. It's very direct and you do an excellent job of monitoring so everything stays super
1: positive well thank you i'm glad that you found it so helpful and can you tell us a little bit about your backyard and how it is set up and how it works for goats
0: well i have a city lot that is an oversized lot for our area it's 100 by 145 feet and the back half of it is sectioned off for the goats and i have six foot chain link fence around the entire backyard so fencing is not an issue and there are padlocks on the gate so curious children can't come in to pet the pretty goats Mm -hmm. and we built a barn and i built a 12 by 12 barn did a lot of research into what i wanted and Basically, they have a whole section of the backyard that's theirs. Not that they don't escape into the main yard sometimes, but uh-huh. that's a human error, not a goat thing.
1: Right? Yeah. And a six-foot chain link fence is an excellent fence for goats. That's one of the you few can't things can't get any better. Exactly. You cannot yeah, get any better. It's one of the few things that goats really cannot get out of unless you give them a launching pad. So just don't put anything close enough to the fence that they could use as a launching pad to go over. And you're going to be in great shape with a fence like that. What do you do during kidding season when your goats are kidding in terms of the housing?
0: <laughs> well, I have my barn is set up so I can section off a quarter of it. It's 12 by 12
1: and mm-hmm. I section
0: off a quarter of it just for the dough that's expecting. So I try to space them out so no one's going to need the kidding area themselves. On her due date or just before her due date, she's confined to that area as much as she objects. I have cameras in my barn so that I can monitor them from the house if I'm not out there. And my camera is both audio and visual. And I highly recommend that because during kidding season, you can become an absolute nervous wreck running back and forth.
1: Yes, I always tell people they really need to have a way of monitoring their barn because I've just heard so many stories of people, you know, say, "Well, I was just out there 15 minutes ago. She must have kidded like the minute I left."
0: Well, one of my does did exactly that. I spent the because she was due. I spent the night with her. I napped in the straw that night. It was around six o'clock. I decided six a.m. I decided to go in, and I sat down. Excuse me for a little bit, and I heard her give one little uh, bat on the monitor and went right back out. She was delivering her first, fifth child, fifth child, fifth kid. <laughs> she was had delivered five babies in that 25 minutes. I was gone.
1: Yeah, they can be very so that, amazing.
0: <laughs> that ma- it matters to keep a close watch on them.
1: Do you have any issues with noise um, and the goats disturbing your neighbors or your neighbors? Because some, I have heard of people like the police were called because they thought they heard a person screaming next door and it was actually the goat.
0: I have not had myself because my goats are quiet. And I highly recommend that people, especially people who live in town, only buy goats that are dam raised because my observation is that bottle babies have a tendency to be more noisy. In fact, most of my neighbors did not even know I had goats until they physically saw them. And I think that says a lot for how quiet they are. Right. Now, when one's in heat, my original doe, who I refer to as my senior doe, screamed her head off for three days. <laughs> I actually put a sign on my fence <clears throat> because people were concerned about her huh. that said, don't worry, she isn't injured, she isn't ill. She just wants to go visit her boyfriend. (laughs) And it was interesting to watch people's reactions. Some would laugh and some would look at her like, you poor little thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I like that. That's a really good idea.
0: Well, they do sound like they're being murdered when they're in heat and being very vocal
1: hmm Exactly. And that's why I tell people, if you just want pets, then get a couple of weathers because otherwise they're going to come into heat every 21 days. And some of them may be quiet, but some of them may not. And do you really want to listen to a goat screaming her head off every 21 days? Most people don't. Well, in this one, this one, when she was
0: in heat one day, she always picked the same corner, which instinctively, I guess, I have no other explanation, was the closest spot in our yard to her boyfriend
1: uh-huh. and
0: one day she's standing out there yelling and a large Labrador retriever was being walked on the other side of the fence or the other side of the street and she just went crazy oh until my- it got in position that she could smell that it wasn't a goat <laughs> so <clears throat> a good dough in heat can be very interesting
1: <laughs> that is interesting oh my goodness <laughs> You know, it's funny that you mentioned that you suggest that people get um, dam-raised goats because so many people think you have to get bottle-fed to make them friendly, but when they are bottle-fed, they also think that you are mom. And the only goat that I have ever had returned, um, like right off the bat, was this woman who bought a doe and a weather, and the very next morning I got a phone call from her she was in tears she had not slept all night and her neighbors were hating her at this point because the dough was actually bottle raised and apparently the dough never stopped screaming all night unless she oh would go goodness. out to the barn and sit with her <laughs> and which kind of blew me away I had never heard of that happening before or since But it just really went to show how, you know, getting a bottle baby is not always the right thing to do. Like there's a downside to everything and every goat is different. And, you know, like this woman, like she had, it was one of those places in the country where people have like about five acres a piece. So your neighbors were not that far away from you. Um, And so it was not a good thing to have a goat screaming all the time. Well, my
0: experience with a bottle-fed baby was <clears throat> one of the quints that was extremely small. She was less than two pounds when she was born, and I supplemented her with a bottle, but I left her with mom and the other goats. <clears throat> However, she got to associate me with the food, and she was a yeller right up until the day she left. But the bad part was not only was she vocal, but she was teaching the others to be vocal. Ah. So I had a real problem developing theirs, but when she left, some of the others kept being vocal for a couple of days, and then they stopped.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: that was very clearly the difference between bottle-fed and dam-fed, and she was actually with her mother and yeah. eating from her mother also, but she still looked at me for that extra food and attention.
1: Now, one of the things that some people may not know if they're totally new to this idea is that if you want to go to make milk, it has to have babies, and and it's not a one-shot deal. It's not going to make milk for the rest of its life. Um, so you will have to rebreed it, you know, somewhere between every year to every two or three years. And so um, you are on a very limited amount of property. You also have city ordinances to deal with that say you can only have a certain number of goats. So that means that you will have to sell your babies And so um, what does that look like for you? Like how do you find the buyers and how do you feel about having to sell the babies and everything?
0: Well, it's absolutely heartbreaking to sell the babies and there's no two ways about it. And I'm grateful I live in town because if I lived in the country, I would have never sold any. (laughs) And and that probably is not a good thing. Uh, What I have done is once I realized after the first year because I still at breeding time, I had, a, I had a lot of milk. And I just decided to see if she could milk through. I have one goat who unfortunately lost her babies at birth because of a huge mistake her mama person made. And she was well into her third year when I dried her up. And the only reason I dried her up was because my husband was ill. Now, she did not, her little body wanted to keep producing milk it took me over three months to dry her up, and I finally just had to stop milking entirely. Mm -hmm. And that was very eye-opening. I think that little girl would still be giving milk. Now her sister, her older sister, also milked through two years. So I really think if you have a goat from a good dairy background, that you have a really good chance of having them milk through and only breeding every two or three years. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it's going to depend on the goat. Right.
1: Yeah. That's one of the and, things that I'm experimenting with now is to see. I'm trying to see if I can do make all of my goats, if they will all milk for two or three years.
0: Well, another thing about the milk, and this is a major reason I, just got, or I decided to do this, is that every time you have a goat kid, there's risk. Mm-hmm. And the fewer kiddings they have, the less risk there is. And I personally feel it's much easier on the goat's body to keep making milk an additional year than to grow babies that year.
1: In fact, one of the funny things is, if people ask me if there are any disadvantages to goats milking through, um, what we've seen is that after about a year, the goats start to put weight on. So sometimes they can get a little overweight and you need to, um, at least I have with the goats here Um, we've had to try to cut back on the amount of grain that they get so that they don't get overweight because then if they get overweight, they may have trouble getting pregnant in the future.
0: Well, and that would be a real consideration in town too, because they have a tendency to get overweight in town because they don't run around as much as if they were out in a field.
1: I am so glad you mentioned that because, um, actually somebody bought a goat for me um, who lived in the city of Chicago. And the first year she brought the goat out for breeding, no problem. But then the next year when she brought that she wound up bringing that goat out, I think three times the next year, and the goat never got pregnant and the goat was very overweight. And, and I think it's because, you know, she had this tiny little Chicago backyard. And um, one of the things that they And I think the goats get bored because I've seen this with other people. And when they're bored, they make noise. And then to make them happy, people feed them. <laughs> so, oh, yes. <laughs> so it, it seems that people with goats in the city, especially, that they may have problems with them getting overweight anyway. Have you had any issues with that? My goat that I mentioned was in her
0: third year of milking has always been overweight. And I didn't realize at the time why, but she was a single and her mother had incredibly rich milk and there were no other kids for her to play with. So she started out with lack of exercise that most kids would have gotten. And she has always been overweight. In fact, this is something that contributed to her problems when she kidded. And she she can't be allowed to breed again because of things that went on then, which is heartbreaking because she's an extremely good producer. And she'd make an absolutely wonderful mother. She, she would let the other kids nurse her, even though the mothers didn't like it. The mothers would butt their kids away from her. But overweight is an issue. And I think that people need to be aware of it. And don't be like me. I always thought my goats were skinny my goat care person that would come and say, no, your goats are heavier than they should be. Uh-huh. And I still thought they were skinny. But then if you look at a Jersey or Guernsey cow, she looks skinny. Yeah, She doesn't look like an Angus. So it's a mindset in what is healthy looking for your animal. And of course, the scales would help. let face it, we feed them too much.
1: Right. Do you find yourself doing that? But you said your goats are pretty quiet, so you're probably not feeding them. No, I
0: don't. Yeah, I don't feed them during the day. They get a bedtime treat. They each get a cup of uh, alfalfa type pellets, quarter cup of sunflower seeds, and a few slices of organic banana. So, in that regard. I probably overfeed them. Uh But the rest of the time, they have their hay and whatever grass they eat in the yard. Their section of the yard is allowed to grow, so they have grass to eat.
1: And that is a perfect segue for me to talk a little bit about today's sponsor, which is Stanley Premium Western Forage. One of the products that they make are alfalfa pellets, and Timothy hay pellets, and then a mix of a grass and alfalfa pellet. And those are really nice when you can't find enough hay, which sometimes people in the city can't find enough, um, or, if you've got a goat on the milk stand that eats a little faster than you can milk, you can throw some alfalfa pellets in there to slow her down because she can have all the alfalfa she wants, but not such a good idea to have all the grain she wants because that could cause digestive upsets. So, I've been using Stanley Premium Western Forage alfalfa pellets and hay pellets for well over 10 years before I even thought about becoming a brand ambassador for them. And I just love their products so much. And that's why they're a sponsor of today's episode. Now, I know you don't have a huge barn or a milking parlor or anything like that, so what do you do uh, when it's time to milk your goats? Well, going back to the
0: milking parlor, you're right, I don't have one. However, my middle granddaughter and I built a milk stand from plants we found on the internet. Now, I milk the goats outside, which sounds terrible, but it really isn't because they're protected from the rain and the weather. And I cannot stress enough how important it is to have absolutely clean conditions, regardless of where you milk. And I feed them grain with uh, sometimes pellets in amongst the grain to slow down their eating if they're eating too fast. So, and they're perfectly happy with that. They're in a stanchion, so they can't move around. They know they're gonna get extra treats, so they're very cooperative and that matters too. A happy goat is an easy to milk goat.
1: Is your milking stand sitting like on your back porch or because you said it was protected from the rain?
0: Yes, outside my house on the kitchen side of the house, which is the direction the barn faces, I have a large overhang and it's back under that where it's protected from the rain and the positioning protects it from wind and so forth as well.
1: Okay, so it works during the winter too when it's cold out.
0: Yes, it does. Yep. Okay. I don't have Illinois winters, fortunately.
1: <laughs> yes, you are very lucky. I'm jealous. So what do you do then um, once you have the milk?
0: Once I have the milk, um, I'll back up here a little bit. I, I milk into the milking container, which for me is a 16-ounce stainless steel cup, similar to what's used, well, it is actually from espresso machines. And I absolutely love it because it fits very nicely under the short goat. (laughs) And of course the teats from the Nigerian dwarfs are not very far off the ground. And I can go ahead and milk however much I want. And I have a jar at the scale with the filter on it that I pour the milk into as I'm milking. So if a foot gets in it, I don't lose it all. And then after it's in the house, I immediately put, pour it in, filtered again, into its storage jar, which I have setting in ice water, and I keep that in ice water until it's thoroughly chilled, and then I put it in the refrigerator. At one time, I was setting it in the freezer for half an hour because I had read that was good, and my son pointed out something to me that the process of osmosis works much better if I put it in ice water. And he is totally right. It cools down much faster. The faster you get it cold, the better the milk will be.
1: What do you think has been the biggest challenge for you having dairy goats in the city?
0: People wanting to feed them.
1: Oh, I've put
0: signs on my fence, do not feed them. I've explained why and I have found the children are the ones who respect it. I've caught children telling adults not to feed them <laughs> I had a tragedy last year where someone fed one of my does who was expecting something over the fence through the fence and I lost her I went out the morning of January 2nd and she was laying there dead she had bloated oh. we did a necropsy the vet could not find out what caused it he said it a very small amount will do it we sent the tissues to the lab. They, we never did find out what killed her. But I had one person, an elderly woman, who felt it was her duty to feed my goat's treats. I told her repeatedly not to do it. Yeah. And and I'm absolutely certain it was something she gave her. Yeah. But that's probably the worst thing. And if there were a way for me to section them off where... Somebody would have absolutely no access from outside the yard. I would do that. That was heartbreaking. This was a dough, excellent dairy dough, beautiful confirmation. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better dough. And I would not have sold that dough for less than $1,000. Yeah. So, And that may sound very expensive to some of the people that are listening to your podcast. But as you and other serious goat people know, that's not a bad price for a prime dough.
1: And it's kind of ironic because so many people think that goats can eat anything, even tin cans, which is absolutely not true, but they can sometimes, I mean, they will actually sometimes eat something that makes them sick. There was somebody on a Facebook several months ago who had a goat that got very sick and they took it to the vet and they cut open its stomach and discovered that it had eaten. Oh my gosh. And I, this goat was in the house, and this is why you don't have goats in your house, because this goat, in its rumen, it had like hair ties and um, little plastic toys. I mean, the list of what was the the list of stuff that this goat had had eaten was just astonishing to me, and the ugh, it's like no, you like just because they eat something doesn't mean it's not going to kill them. <laughs>
0: Well, I tell people a goat will taste anything, right? but they're very picky eaters. But sadly, a taste can cause their death.
1: Yes, that is also very true. So is there anything else that you feel that people should know before they get goats in the city? Well, I think the
0: main thing that people have to understand, and this would not be exclusive to the city, but more in the city, is you have to be willing to give the time and the energy. You have to be totally dedicated to taking proper care of the goat and being aware this is a 10 to 15 year commitment. They're not like dogs. You can't go off and leave them in the care of a friend. Someone has to be there to milk them. So you have to be ready to give up vacations unless you have somebody reliable to be there to take care of them. But I think the main thing is be ready to be totally committed To those animals because you must be
1: that is great advice yeah I think there's way too many people who think like oh I can just stick them out in the yard and they'll be fine I got a message Mm. yesterday actually from somebody who said yeah I want to get a couple of I want to get one of those little goats so that I can put it out and let it run with my Jack Russell's (laughs) And I, I just about fainted I was like okay Okay. What I tell
0: people like that is there's two things you need to keep in mind. A goat is a prey animal yes. and a dog is a predator. Yes. <laughs> Would you put sheep in with a lion? Nope.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't that's...
0: matter how friendly your dog is. The dog right. is still a predator.
1: Yeah. 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 And that was what I explained to her. And she's like, oh, thank you so much for telling me I'm not going to get them <laughs> or get one. Because again, it was one. And it's like, no, no, they're herd animals. So you ha- you can't have just one. So, So thankfully, well, she was very amenable to getting good information. Well, when I bought
0: my goat, because my goat was going to be kidding by the end of the month, my first goat, I only wanted to buy her. And my breeder said, no, you have to have two. I'm sorry, but I cannot sell you a single goat. And we discussed it in links, And she absolutely refused to sell a single goat. Yep. And at the time, I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, she's going to be having her babies in two or three weeks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: After having them, I understand why. The, yeah. not Her being alone, coming from a herd, could have stressed her so much that she would have lost her babies. Mm-hmm. So I am, like you, I will not sell a single goat to a non-goat home. Right. And I don't care how much they think I am silly or how (laughs) ridiculous I am. I care about that goat. And I don't stop caring just because they left my property. Right. They're not a shoe or a wagon or a car. They're a living, breathing animal who I have watched be born, have babied, have fussed over. They're just practically the same as your child. Right. So, and so if you're not going to give my goat a good home, I don't want you to come here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how I feel too. <laughs> well, thank And I think you.
0: any responsible goat owner does.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, we're not just trying to sell it to the first person that walks through the gate. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm sure that this uh, you've provided a lot of really valuable insight for people who live in the city and are thinking of getting goats. Well, I hope so. The main thing
0: is, buy quiet goats, visit the farm, listen to them. And the next thing is, be prepared to give them all the care that they need and deserve.
1: Yes, that is a perfect summary to end on. So thank you again. It was wonderful having you.
0: Well, and thank you for letting me share about my sweet little girls.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. And that's a wrap for today's episode, which was brought to you by Stanley Premium Western Forage, the company that makes my favorite alfalfa pellets. Be sure to join us next week when we're going to be talking to Dr. Steve Hart from Langston University about worms in goats. If you haven't already, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. And you can always find the show notes at fortheloveofgoats.com and visit with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovegoatspodcast. See you again next week. Bye.